calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story. Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of The Real Hauntings Podcast. I'm JJ Crable. And I'm Kat. And on this episode, we have Tanya. I read Tanya's story on Reddit. Weird, I know, we've been getting a lot of Reddit stories, but it turns out there's a ton of good ghost stories on Reddit. Yeah. What, are, what are we going to do, you know? So we got to get these people on to tell their stories. So Tanya, you want to introduce yourself for the for our audience? Hi, my name's Tanya. Um, I live in Houston, Texas, and I'm excited to be here. So what we usually do at the beginning of the podcast is to kind of find out where our guest falls on the supernatural scale. So zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts at all. You're super skeptical, much like our sweet JJ used to be. Uh, 10 meaning you absolutely believe ghosts are real. 100% no, they exist. Tanya, where do you kind of fall on that scale? Um, I would say I'm, I'm pretty, pretty at seven. A yeah. Seven, a solid well, seven. Awesome. Yeah, I've had my experiences, but I always try to keep like a logical mind about it. Mm. But there's some times where it's kind of like, Oh my goodness, how do I explain that? And would you say you've always kind of felt open to the idea that ghosts are out there or were you more skeptical prior to you know, having a, your own experience? So I've always kind of believed it even when I was little. Um, I grew up in a Catholic household. Um, so my mom always told us, you know, we have souls. If we're good, we go to heaven. If we're bad, we go to hell. If it's kind of like in the gray area, we stay and we just kind of keep repeating the same thing. My dad always was very superstitious. He also had experiences too, so I try to keep it like in the middle, if that makes sense. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I think this is the first guest we've had where their parents kind of, I guess it's, well, I guess it's not necessarily purgatory that you're talking about. So you're saying you were kind of taught that if you're neutral, you your soul just kind of lingers on earth. Is that, was that fair to say? Yeah. 
I guess it would depend how good heaven is and how bad hell is what I would want to choose out of that. I mean, it might be kind of cool to hang around on earth. You know, I don't know. What yeah, do it's funny. Me and my fiance were just talking about if we would be, if we would stay as ghosts. And I was like, you know what? I would, I'd want to be like a little bit of a trickster, kind of yeah. like hide the, hide the remote, move a picture frame, just kind of like mess with people a little. I wouldn't want to like scare them, but I just want to inconvenience them just a little. <laughs> Kat, I feel like you would be a trickster ghost. You think? Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I feel like you would especially hide stuff of JJ's just yeah. to irritate him. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Look, Cat wouldn't need to hide my stuff. I'm like, every day is I, a battle of where's my phone, where's my wallet. I feel like he phone? already has like a ghost playing tricks on him. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like I'd be the ghost that it just like spies on everyone and like gets the lowdown on everyone and then like... <laughs> goes to other people and like whispers their secrets so, like, <laughs> and just like spreads rumors as a ghost like that sounds fun for me i want to know that all would be fun. <laughs> the ghost with the hot gossip that would be a yeah. pretty fun ghost I get behind <laughs> so tanya the way we kind of approach this podcast is we're all skeptics we're all kind of different levels of skepticism i would say um early on i think it'd be fair to say we were all probably more skeptical than we are at this point after doing so many episodes and hearing so many stories but we're skeptics that want to believe in ghosts so we love having people on and hearing their stories and i know you had several instances of hauntings that you shared online would you mind sharing some of those with us today absolutely so the very first time that i ever experienced anything um we had we were living in this house um in houston and this house was built in like i would say like the late 70s early 80s around that time frame i was about maybe five years old five or six and i had woken up in the middle of the night i needed to use the bathroom my bedroom was right across from my parents and right next to my, my, my room was my brother's and we had this long hallway that led to the living room, kitchen, et cetera. And right in the middle was the bathroom and it was super dark. I mean, it's like two o'clock in the morning. Um, everyone's asleep. I walk out my room and I'm summing up all the courage to, get to the bathroom because that hallway always freaked me out. I had the light of my nightlight illuminate a little bit, but I saw there's this tall figure standing at the end of the hallway. It was tall and it was skinny and it was pitch black. And it was like the kind of black that stands out even in the dark. So I was just staring at this thing. I was frozen and it crouched down. And it came at me. And as soon as that happened, like I just, I screamed and I woke, I woke up my parents. I woke everyone up. My dog was going crazy, just barking. And um, then my dog was sleeping in my brother's room and my brothers had the door closed. So she was just clawing at the door. She was barking. Um, my dad comes out. I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm screaming. I'm crying. And I just, I had to sleep in my parents' room for like the next, year basically because I was I couldn't sleep alone I couldn't sleep in the dark and I was super scared of that hallway um and I was always talking about what I would call the shadow man that's the only way I could describe this thing nothing really happened for like the next couple of months but I remember this one time I was seven I had a sleep paralysis I was sleeping in my parents room and they had this little couch like a loveseat couch 
I was sleeping on that couch and I woke up, but it's like I could move my eyes. I knew I was awake, but I couldn't move my body. I couldn't talk. I couldn't move. I felt like I couldn't breathe. And right in front of, right by my feet um, was, was the man. He was standing, he was standing over me and he was just staring and I knew he was staring at me. And my parents, like the way that, that, that a couch was placed, it was placed right in front of the door that led to the hallway. So he was standing right there. And I just, I stood there. I not stood there. I laid there for what felt like hours, which really was probably like 10 seconds before I was able to move. And I screamed, I freaked out my parents. Um, so I slept in the bed with them. I couldn't sleep at all. Um, I could hear my dad sleep talking saying, leave her alone, get out. So that's, would freak me out even more you know like little things would happen um like I would be in the bathroom um my mom would be taking my brothers to school and I would hear the door open and I'd hear just like it sounded like somebody had opened the door from the garage walked into the house walked down the hallway opened the door in my parents bedroom and walked into the bath and walked towards the bathroom and I would call out like mom you there like I would just think my mom's back. No one would answer, so I would peek out, and there would no, no, nobody would be there. So it would freak me out, and I'd be like, "Okay, it's nothing. I'm just, I'm thinking things." I just started telling myself that. And my brother was having the same issue because I have two brothers. My oldest brother, he never really experienced anything. Um, he would always sleep through the night. If something creepy would happen, he would just turn away. He's very skeptical, and he still is. My other brother, he experienced a lot. Um, almost as much as I did. Yeah. Like it was, it was always the same dark figure. I would always hear like tapping on the window by my bed and my, and my uh, bedroom. And I would call out to my dad. I would tell him, dad, there's somebody outside and they're tapping on the window and they won't stop and scaring me. My dad would go out and there would be nobody. My brother would always tell me, oh, well, I used to sneak out a lot and they would tap on my window a lot to let me know that they were there, my friends. But I'm like, okay, well, your window's right there. My window's over here. Why are they tapping on my window? And then he was like, well, I don't know. But your brother um, did see the shadow man as well? Yeah, he would always see it at the door is where he would always hang out. And um, my brother, my other brother never saw it. Um, I, guess, I guess the shadow man had no interest in them. It was just me, my brother, and my dad is who he went for. My mom, when she would get scared and something weird would happen, she would just start praying and it would stop. Hmm. The minute she would start praying, and she was a very devout Catholic. My, my mom is an angel. She would just start praying and it would stop. My dad, he, uh, he would always feel somebody tugging at his feet and he would feel somebody like sitting on the bed with right next to him. One time he told me when I was much older that there was one day that... um. It was just him in the house and he was outside just doing some yard work and he saw somebody inside his bedroom just walking around, just like a dark person just walking around. So he thought somebody broke into my house. So my dad, he bolts in there and he's just kind of going all over the place, looking everywhere to find screaming out, where are you? I know you're in here and nothing. There was nobody. Like the back door was locked. All the windows were locked. The only door that was open was the garage. And he was right next to the garage. When he told me that, I just 
gave me even more like pills. It definitely feels like your dad, like, I don't know, either didn't tell you as many of the stories that he actually has experienced or like it, especially cause you like hear him call out in the night too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering uh, about that in that that night where you did hear him uh, say like leave her, leave her alone. Does he uh, remember dreaming about you being in danger, or um, does he remember anything from that? No, uh, when I would when I had asked him about that a few years ago, he um, he didn't really mention it. He was just kind of like, oh well, I mean, I always dreamt about about you. You're my you're my you're my baby girl, so. I was always I was always dreaming about you. I don't know. Sometimes there would be something scaring you, and I just would tell him to go away, and he would go away. Have you ever so, looked into the history of the house to see if anything haunting ever happened there? I didn't, because um, I just didn't want to confirm um, that something bad had happened. I remember one time when I was when I was like in fourth grade. I don't remember where I heard this. I remember it being from either my one of my brothers, but I don't know if it's true, if they were just messing with me. Um, and we never confirmed it. We never looked into it. But one time he told me that there was a guy that used to live in the house and he was like a real mean person. Um, he was really bad. And but he was also really depressed and ended up killing himself in the house. But I, I just told them, I don't believe you. I don't think that happened. And even to this day, I just, I don't, I think it was just something that they just told me to scare me. So I never really thought about it. Um, I was thinking of it recently about, about um, different things that happened in the house. Um, like one time I remember during Christmas time, I was sleeping in the, in the, uh, in the living room with, and I had my brother's, um, were next to me and I had my um, my cousin right next to me sleeping on, on the couch. And I woke up and I saw something standing right next to the Christmas tree. And it was like Christmas Eve too, so everyone was asleep. So I just saw the dark figure right next to the Christmas tree. So I just told myself, it's Santa. And I just went to sleep. Oh. But now I'm older, I'm like, that wasn't Santa. Uh, going back to the shadow man crouching in your corner. And I'm sorry if this brings up like past memories because I, yeah, I also experienced something where like, I was so scared to even like go up the stairs or go into my bathroom without checking the door, without, you know, looking under my bed. I also slept on a cot in my parents' room for like a year or so. Cause I was so scared to be alone. And that's what validates your story so much for me. Cause we haven't really had anyone come on and be like, this happened to me and I couldn't go into my room for a whole year. And usually they're like, oh, the ghost is nice or we don't care. So um, can you describe like what that, I mean, he like leaped at you from the corner. We've heard about the shadow man, but not him doing really much except like lurking. Like he crouched almost like he was ready to like, like lunge at me. But it's like, as soon as he did, I screamed and that's when my parents woke up and he was gone. So he just, like he moved towards me and I think that that motion just freaked me out mm -hmm. and and even to this day when I think about it 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 gives me goosebumps 
Now, did I read that your brother has a tattoo of that shadow man on him? He, um, not of the shadow man, but there was one time when, um, when we were, when we were little, my grandma was really sick. Um, she was really sick in the hospital and we knew she was going to die soon. There, and during that time, there was a lot of anger happening in my dad's side of the family because it was my grandma on my dad's side. And with her dying, and my grandpa also in the hospital, and he was also dying. But both of them dying pretty practically at the same time. One night, I couldn't sleep. I was uh, I had my lights on. I was watching TV. I was already kind of experiencing things. Like I was trying to pull the covers, but something was holding it. So I couldn't, I was pulling as hard as I could, and I couldn't get the covers to go over me. And I felt like I could see a face in my, in my closet. So I was already on edge. And I had this feeling that I needed to look outside. Like, I just, I don't know what, what told me that I needed to look outside, but I needed to look outside. So I turn around and I peek out through, um, through the blinds. And in my backyard, we had this big, like, wooden play place with a bright yellow slide. This slide, it stuck out a lot in the, uh, even in the dark, it was such a bright yellow. But I looked out and I saw this thing that was sitting on the edge of the of the slide. It had like kind of like bird-like wings and a really long beak. It's like the Mothman. Have you ever looked that up before? I've looked that up, but it it wasn't it wasn't like that. Okay. It had like a, like a <laughs> it had like a really long beak, almost like a crow, but like mm. even longer. And it was it looked like it was really tall because it had its knees like brought up to its chest and it was hugging it and its eyes were bright red and it was just looking down, just hugging itself. And it looked up really sharp, but it looked to the left, not to where my window was, but to where my brother's window was. It looked straight at it, held it for like a few seconds and then started to slowly turn towards my window. And when that happened, I freaked out. I screamed. My dad went outside. There was nothing there. Um, so we didn't think any, I, you know, we didn't talk about it for years. But then, you know, like that morning that we woke up, my dad had gotten a call that my grandma had passed away that night. So it just, it freaked us out at it for years. And then, you know, one day before, before my brother had the tattoo, we were just kind of sitting around. We had already had moved out of that house. My brother, he was already like graduated high school. Um, like we were, we were, a lot older we were just sitting down we were talking and talking about different things that happened in the house just kind of reminiscing and he was telling me about that night and he was like yeah you know I don't know he was like I don't know what's going on with you but I had the scariest moment like there was this thing that was on the slide it had a long beak it had like bird-like wings it was hugging itself and it looked straight at me and it made eye contact and he was just frozen with fear and even when he was talking about it, like he was kind of getting chills. And I was like staring at him, like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, like I saw that. And, you know, I went to sleep and then just, I kept dreaming about it. I kept thinking about it. And I was told him like, dude, I, I saw the same thing. Like I saw that on the slide that night. That's why I screamed. Wow. And so that freaked him out. Um, but he was like, but after he saw that, he started to kind of act out a lot. And when he, when he was acting out, I was getting very, to myself, very timid, very awkward. And 
very to myself. While he was just acting out, he was just going crazy, doing all these crazy things. But then like one day he just gets this massive tattoo. Like he, and he does it, he did it by himself. Like he, he tattooed himself um, all by memory. And I wish I had a picture to show it, but he, um, he doesn't have any of, the, of his own tattoos on Facebook, just the ones that he did for other people. And I asked him, but he hasn't texted me back. <laughs> oh man. Yo, if he ends up sending you that, please pass that along. <laughs> I, I would love to, I think we would all love to see that. Yeah. Was that just crazy oh, validating though? When, when he said that yeah. he saw that figure that had to just blow your mind. It did. And like, and growing up, like, it, like I said, the main people that always experiencing with me, my brother and my dad, me and my brother weren't very close growing up, but at that time we had, we had grown a really good bond and um, he was like my confidant. So when he told me that it just like, it blew my mind, but it felt like it just kind of strengthened our bond. So it was, it was just like a, a nice, like, it made me realize, okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah. He saw it too. And it, and the, it did the same thing for him. Like, I'm not crazy. She saw it too. Have you guys ever looked online to see if anybody else has seen something like that before? No, actually, I, I don't think any of us have. Um, we just kind of, like, we, we didn't talk about it for, for years and years. Um, and it was only recently, like, maybe, maybe like seven years, not recently, but like seven years ago. Um, when we were talking about that and it still just like blows my mind. But, um, yeah. I remember he said that he once looked into what thing was and he said it was, it was kind of like a, like a demon, but he was like, I, he was kind of like, I don't know. Like it was just something that we just couldn't explain what it was. Right. Man. I feel like if I saw that, the last thought in my mind would be to tattoo it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was, uh, he kind of saw it as like some, it was like a, a major point in his life, something that just really scared him to the point where it kind of like altered his, his personality. Mm-hmm. And he grew from that and he's an amazing person now. He's a fantastic father, um, really talented and completely like just turned his life around and he kind of like his tribute to that one night. And I'm sure that probably makes him feel like he can take ownership over that moment by having it on his body as well. Yeah. I bet yeah. it's a really dope looking tattoo too. So Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he did it like um when he was still learning. So it still looks it looks really cool. Um yeah. when I next time I see him I'm I'm definitely gonna get a picture of that. Yeah. And I'll send it directly to you guys. Please. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'd love to if if you are cool. We would love to post it on Instagram so where our followers can see Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. that is horrifying. Um, I don't think I, w- I, I don't know. I mean, JJ and Kat, what would you do if you saw something like that? I, I, I feel like, I don't know if I could come back from that moment. I mean, I, what resonated the most with me, what you said was, you know, when you saw the tattoo, it just like, it, confirmed in your mind that other people had seen it and that you weren't crazy because I I feel like if I had seen what you had seen I would have just been like all right well time to go check into a little little hospital or something um so (laughs) you know 
I don't know. Like it's, it sounds so out there and far fetched, but the fact that there's multiple witnesses, it's, it's hard to explain how that could happen. Yeah. And I even, when I, when I think about it and when I tell like uh, my friends about it, like they they don't really like, they believe that I believe that happened. Yeah. Um, but it's like knowing that just me knowing that he saw it too, kind of like, okay, you can, you can believe me or you can, and you cannot believe me, but you know, I have my brother who saw it and yeah. definitely knows that I'm not crazy. <laughs> Have you have you guys ever talked to a medium or a psychic about your experiences? No, um, I kind of was really hesitant about going to psych, like psychic, because um, I don't want to be told that I'm still being followed by the shadow man. Because mm. uh, though I for years I never had any experiences. Um, when we moved out, it was kind of like that was it. Like the last night. Um, the only thing that, that I heard that kind of scared me, but at that point I was just used to it and I was just ready to go. Um, I heard a large slam, like a, our, we have like an attic door that you pull and when you let go, it slams. Um, so at like three o'clock in the morning, something pulled down that attic door, let it go and it slammed. And I heard like boxes fall in the attic and footsteps going across like from my room to my brother's and I was I was so tired when that happened I like was like you know what I don't care make your noise do whatever yeah. I'm tired let me sleep wow so the, the next day we move out and nothing happens for a long time um for years same pretty much um but then one day I um, I was uh, living I was moving in my first apartment um, with my my boyfriend my, my fiance now um, we had moved the couch the bed into the living room because we like to uh, watch TV when we fall asleep and we always pass out in the living room so we're like you know what we're adults we're gonna put the bed in the living room who cares <laughs> yeah. um, so I was sleeping right next to him and I was having this dream that I was in my bedroom my old bedroom and the thing about my old bedroom was the walls were pink um with Barbie wallpaper uh, wallpaper at the very top a super into Barbie um <laughs> so I had that all around um I think you Noah know, had that. Yeah. I did yeah yeah and I had a race car bed and, and Barbie lining all yeah. the time <laughs> um so I had this dream like I was in my old bedroom and um I see right in the corner was the shadow man and it freaked me out like I like my heart started pumping I woke up but I didn't wake like I my body was in like I was in sleep paralysis um I could see my living room but it was like behind my my old bedroom it was weird. It was like my old bedroom, like I was still in my old bedroom and it was fading into my living room, but I could still see the shadow man in the corner. And I was freaking out. Like I'm hyperventilating. Um, my heart was pumping really hard. I couldn't move. I couldn't, like, I, I just, I was freaking 
absolutely freaking out. So I'm trying to move my hand to touch my boyfriend. Um, so I finally am able to touch him. And the second I do, it's, it's gone. I sit up, I gasp, I'm freaking out. And he was able to calm me down and we go back to sleep. And I just kind of put it out of my mind. I was like, you know what? It was a dream. Like I woke up in the middle of a dream is what, is what that was or middle of a nightmare. Yeah. Um, Hardest thing to tell. It's I've had sleep paralysis a few times and we talk about it in some other episodes as well, but it really feels like you have no escape. And so the only things that move are like your fingers. So you're trying to like slowly wake up your whole body. And in my head, I'm like, surely everyone can see how vulnerable I am, that I'm stuck in here, but nobody like you're just trapped in your own head. It's so scary. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that the shadow man was holding your hand when you reached over for your <gasps> boyfriend's. <laughs> oh, I would die. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Sleep paralysis is the worst. I, I don't know. I've had some of that too. And um, one of my friends, uh, Nicole, she has had that with the shadow man. And he would just like appear at the end of her bed and just stare at her um, until she woke up. You know, it's it's weird how that's a thing that, happens to people i don't know it's crazy yeah they just sit down at breakfast with us or like go to the grocery store why do they just sit at the end of like you know like why do they just stand there and stare at you i know it's it's almost rude yeah but they're doing it on purpose they're trickster ghosts or why couldn't you wake up to like an adorable little spirit kitten sitting (laughs) at the other end of the day if i saw a kid like a Spirit kids sitting on my bed. I'd be, I'd, I'd be a little freaked out. Oh, a kitten. Oh, kitten. Oh, yeah. Kids, freaky. Kittens, adorable. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Kittens and puppies. Well, a bunny. Well, a bunny would be weird. Yeah. Like a Donnie I would Darko like bunny. Donnie Darko. Yeah, exactly. So, Tanya, did, did your dad have an, ex- an experience in the woods? Did I read that as well, too? Yes. Um, so that, he told me this story, um, one time when I was like in junior high, um, my dad had grown up in a kind of like a rural aerial area of, um, of, of, uh, Texas. It was kind of like a, like a two hour drive north of Houston. Um, and he would go hunting a lot and my grandpa would, would go hunting a lot too. And so would my uncle. Um, so one day or one, one morning, my dad woke up. Um, they had planned to go on a hunting trip early in the morning, um, but my dad had woken up before the sun came out, and he was like, um, I want to I go hunting now. Now is a good time. You know, it's dark. Everything's kind of hidden. Everyone's starting to wake up. It's a good time. Um, so he gets everything ready. He goes up to my uncle. He kind of tries to wake him up. He's like, hey, let's, let's go hunting. Come on, let's go. And uh, my uncle was like, no, go away. Leave me alone. I want to sleep. So he was like, you know, whatever. I'm going to go by myself. Um, So he leaves and he's walking in the woods and he's walking for like at least like a good 30, 30, 30, 40 minutes. Um, And then like slowly the sun's starting to kind of come up. Um, But he started getting this weird feeling that something was staring at him. And he was looking all around. He didn't see anything. So he just kind of, ignored it and just kept going kept searching for deer 
Um, so all he had was just like his flashlight for when it was still dark, like a bag of trail mix and his gun. Um, so he is walking around, um, just kind of hunting and he starts getting that feeling again. And he hears like something walking up to him. Like he hears like the twig snapping. He's looking all over. He doesn't see anything. And then he starts hearing a really, really, really creepy laugh. Like it was like, um, like it was, it was hard to describe. It, like it didn't sound masculine, but it didn't sound feminine. It just sounded off. Um, so he heard this laughter, like just kind of in all sorts of directions. And he thinks it's someone messing with him. So he's kind of, you know, he, he was kind of a tough guy. Um, so he yelled out, whoever you are, just know I, I'm armed and I will not hesitate to shoot. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he doesn't see anything. The laughter stops and then it starts up again. And then it starts getting louder and louder. And he starts running around because he's trying to find this voice. He's thinking it's my uncle, but it's like he's calling out to my uncle. My, he's not hearing anything, just the laughter. Um, so it gets so intense that all he can hear is just that hysterical laugh. And then it stops. And then he hears like a dark, like a deep voice say, I'm going to get you. <gasps> and then it started laughter again. And he just bolted. Like he started running and he heard it even more. It was getting so intense. He crouches down. He's like grabbing his ears. He's getting super scared. And he just pulls the trigger. And the as soon as he pulled the trigger, it stopped. Like that feeling, that scared, heavy feeling was gone. Like it was, nothing was there. And he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, out. I'm, I'm done. So he just go. he heads back. Nothing happens on his way back. Um, and he was a good, you know, he was like at least a good, like almost an hour of a walk. Um, but he walked the wet rest of the back, uh, way back. Nothing else happened, but he was still super shaken up about it. He told my grandpa about it, and all my grandpa said was, just don't go into the woods alone. Like, never go into the woods alone. And even as my dad was a lot older, he would still go hunting, and he would still, still go hunting in the same woods, but he would never go alone. Even as an old man, he would never go hunting in those woods alone. Wow, that's saying something, I feel like. So did did he feel like your grandfather had experienced something in the woods, or was it just kind of general advice he was giving? I think it was a little bit of both. Um, my grandma was very, very superstitious. Um, like, she, like, whenever I would go visit her, um, she would have just a bunch of rosaries on one wall, and at the very, on the floor right next to the door, was like a glass dish filled with salt water and eggs. Mm -hmm. And I asked her about it. I was like, why is that there? Like that's, the whole house is going to smell like eggs. And uh, she was like, no, it won't. But it's going um, to it's gonna keep evil spirits from coming into the house. Mm. And uh, she, would always, she would always do like, you know, little, little things like that. Um, she would uh, put salt on the door, like on the doorways. Um, she would like burn sage. She would uh, pray a lot. 
Um, so she was very superstitious. And uh, my grandpa, he, he was kind of just like, I don't care. He, he always had that I don't care attitude. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. You have definitely had some stories. My goodness. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting this trend we're seeing with guests where um, – it's not just the individual guest who is haunted. It seems the haunting seems to go through multiple members of the family. Um, I wonder what that's all about. Yeah, it's, it's creepy, I feel, but it's also kind of like interesting because it's really cool um, hearing, you know, these stories from my dad. And it just kind of like makes me think like my dad believes in ghosts and, you know, he would tell me just kind of like little ghost stories here and there how he would uh wake up at night because he could feel something tugging at his feet and stuff even when we moved into our old house or other house um he would sometimes feel little like tugs at his feet um I never experienced anything in my old house and neither did my brother but my dad would always feel like little tugs at his feet wow and you have a black cat Yes, his name is Jack. His full name is a Special Agent Jack Bauer. <laughs> yes, love it. Well, Tanya, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing those stories. That um, The Shadow Man is one of those ones that really fascinates me just because it's such a shared experience with so many people. Uh, and we do hear about it from time to time. But this is the first one or the first guest I can remember that has had such an in-depth experience with the shadow man. So it's mm -hmm. kind of cool to hear you and your family's perspective. Um, and it just sounds horrifying. I'm glad it doesn't seem like you deal with, have to deal with it too much anymore. So, so that's good. No, thank goodness. Uh, only every once in a while I'll have like a, I'll feel like in the corner of my eye, just something dark move, but I just, I don't think about it. And I'm just like, you know, I wear glasses. So I just see my, like the little legs of my glasses, just kind of catching my eye. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, I just kind of tell myself, or if I have like sleep paralysis and I see something, I just tell myself it's, it's a dream. I'm dreaming. Yeah. yeah this is all, all in my head. That's all you can do, you know? Um, I, yeah. I see spiders sometimes with sleep paralysis and it, it's happened so much throughout my life where like, I just almost go back to sleep. Like, I'm just like, I, there's no giant spider dropping on my face. It's going to suck if it happens where it is a giant spider dropping on my face <laughs> and I just allow that to happen. But, um, I think it'd be a little harder with a, a giant man staring at me. So spiders are a little easier. <laughs> Um, well, did you guys have any more questions for Tanya before we get her out of here? Uh, no, thanks. Thanks so much for uh, coming on and sharing your stories yeah, with us. Yeah, thank you. That was really cool. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was really absolutely. fun, and I'm definitely look forward to uh, seeing any other things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll have to let us know if you have any more experiences. All right, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. thanks for coming on. Share my experience. This is one of those episodes where I hope that it doesn't like give me nightmares because when you just hear somebody say something like that over and over and over, I just start to go like, okay, yeah, she probably dealt with something growing up. It sounds like they had something horrifying they all dealt with. Yeah, for sure. I was actually thinking about the shadow man and how, you know, when we first started, I mean, we've like heard a lot of stories about 
you know, people calling this thing a shadow man standing over their bed. And, you know, I guess when that first started like popping up every now and then I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. Maybe there is something to that. Um, but then I was just thinking about how like I have really random dreams where my teeth are falling out. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's a really common thing that a yep. bunch of people have. It's just like something in our subconscious. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm maybe a little more skeptical about the shadow man, but obviously Tanya's story about him was a lot more involved than others. Than so just like sleep paralysis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure how you can explain away some of those things that she was describing. Yeah, I think what scared me the most was the story of that demon creature on the slide outside of her house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. Did you guys watch Gargoyles growing up? Or yes, that, I watched. Okay. A I love that show. That's what that reminded me of. It was like, was there a gargoyle in her yard? Like, uh-huh. whenever I hear like giant winged creature, just like. But it really reminded me. Have you ever seen the Mothman prophecies? No, I haven't. I watched. Um, I watched that show, The Magicians. And they talked about um, they talked about the Mothman. Yeah, it's or a, he was like the main villain in it. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, when I watched that movie, uh, I was I was pretty young, and it freaked me out because they had these like audio recordings that were playing the movie, and it just sounded like it was like the Mothman like calling this person on the phone. It was just like these demonic noises, and people claim that like that's a real thing. You go online and you can find where people claim in that area that that happened, but I think like most of the Mothman stuff has been debunked. Like it was just some giant weird bird that was flying around at night. but it did kind of sound like what she was describing as what people were seeing was like a giant man bird demon creature, you know. Oh, I just don't know, of, like, go ahead, Kat, I'm sorry. It just reminds me of like good spy versus bad spy. Remember that comic? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Whoever, with, yeah, like, that's what yeah they of. did have those weird... Faces. They did, didn't they? they did. I really want to see her brother's tattoo. I, I'm very curious of what uh, yeah. what, what his memory of that thing is. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Um, it's always interesting when like artists are haunted and then they can like create renderings of whatever these weird things are that they saw. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the bird bird thing it's probably one of the creepier things we've had on the episode. So did did the bird and the shadow man and all the creaking and the voice in the woods did that move the needle for you guys or how are you feeling after this episode i feel like my needle is kind of just stuck at five <laughs> the needle. It, it feels like like being on the fence is a nice comfortable place for me yeah okay, okay. So, so i i feel like the needle um not necessarily for ghosts but the needle for like positive people giving other people who think they're experiencing negative things, confidence and energy. Does that make sense? Are you talking about like the, her mom who was pregnant yeah, for her? Or her gra- was it her mom or her grandma? Her mom was very religious. Her, her grandmother was very, uh, uh, not supernatural. Um, what do you call it? Uh, superstitious? Superstitious. And like, had like eggs and salt and stuff. Yeah. Riding on the wall. Well, wait. Well, what I meant from that. Excuse me, I was trying to sing, and you were going to interrupt me. 
But what I meant, <laughs> what I meant from that is also a common thing that we hear is that people have learned to say some sort of mantra or some sort of prayer to keep these experience away, experiences away from them. And it sounds like she was very influenced by her mother saying those prayers. Yeah. So I like, I like this concept of like light versus dark and evil versus, versus like pure or like, you know. Yeah, light. for sure. It, it kind of seems like the message is like, take ownership of what's happening and then cast these things out. You know, like she was saying she mm -hmm. would yell at the, the experience and then it would be over, you know. All right, so this is where I feel like I'm very different from a lot of people because you guys are like, put out light and take ownership of the experience. And I'm like, you just trick your brain into believing that a prayer is a thing and then you get a placebo exactly. effect. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying too. My needle moves in the fact that doing good and saying good things and being positive is helpful for people that are more pessimistic or or I don't know, feeling maybe they're maybe subconsciously they're feeling down or something's going on in their lives that are creating situations in their brain or or chemically in their brain. I'm not yeah. saying this is all you, Jason. I think positive thoughts. Yeah, you I, know, feel but, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like and then again we do get these really positive people that are like, Yeah, there's ghosts that live in my attic and laugh yeah. in my wall, and it's fine. Yeah. I um I think anxiety for me personally has a lot to do with that stuff because uh, mm -hmm. it, it triggers my insomnia and then that usually starts to trigger like sleep paralysis and then that, you know, it just kind of feeds, all that stuff kind of feeds together, especially during the pandemic. Like I'd finally kicked insomnia, like the first part of the pandemic, I just couldn't sleep from stress uh, and just kind of being freaked out. And then now it's back, like this week, it's been really, really bad. I've been getting like two to four hours of sleep a night. Uh, which is fun, especially when you have a baby, you know, Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh, I'll figure it out. You know, the pandemic blues, as I like to call it. But yeah, I, I don't know how you guys are doing, but like I've, I've started um, kind of doing the math on how like, realistically, like how long all this is going to take. And like, it's a little daunting to think about like how long we're going to be in isolation. I mean, I think we're going to find ways to hang out with our friends, like in social distance, you know, mm -hmm. but it's still not, at least for me, like that, while that's nice and it's a nice placeholder, it's like for an extrovert, like it's not the same thing. You know? I feel you. Yeah. Well, I remember thinking at the beginning of this whole thing, I was like, well, we'll, we'll probably be like, you know, pretty much back to normal by my birthday. My birthday's tomorrow. Oh. And we're nowhere near normal. And now I'm like, we'll probably be back to normal like sometime in 2021. Yeah. I uh, I think um I heard that they're they're aiming to like on the early side to get a vaccine out in February. But like that's like I mean that's really early. Usually phase three takes like years, but they're gonna do it in like five months and just yeah. see what happens, you know. We're not gonna see your baby until he's like six dude how weird is it that like he just thinks that there's two giant things in the world and that's it like yeah and the crazy thing is our neighbors have babies his age like that was supposed no. to be the cool thing like we're all like young couples that live in the same neighborhood and we all have babies at the same time and you know i mean it's weird. I don't know. It's I'm struggling. Like I started thinking about like no Dragon Con. There's a thing in Miami I, I like to go to. Like all these events, I was just like, man, they're all just 
and mm-hmm. just canceled. Um, and then we've got this short with that Andy's going to direct. Um, and it's like, we have to wait until the shit's over before we can film it. Right. You know? uh, and it's just, but we are going to do a live table read in mid August. So I'm excited about that. He's coming down to Atlanta and we're going to, I'm going to set up in the driveway, a big social distance table read. So oh, fun. at least that'll feel like a thing, you know, but well, JJ, I will honk my horn at my house tomorrow for your birthday. So just, oh, just know that, that that honk is for you. I'll go oh. out there and, and blow it. I did ask uh, the the fans that have been emailing us recently. I always like to ask like what their favorite episodes are and stuff. And one of them said our Christmas episode. She was like, I really wow. needed that. And they were like, JJ did such a good job being Scrooge. And wow. I was like, oh, you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it too. It's like one of my guess favorite things. Guess who hasn't heard it all the way through still? Guess who had to stop listening to it? <laughs> JJ, you're so good at it. Like you're the star oh. of the show. Oh. We should do another one like yep. that soon. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Just because one person said it was their favorite. No. <laughs> it really threw me off though because it's always about the scary stuff and like that's an episode I'm really proud of that we, you know, because it's just very, it's it's really us what we like to do, you know, it's improv mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So for somebody to acknowledge it, I was like, oh my God, they really went through our archive to get to the Christmas yeah. episode. Also, I was thinking, um, well, one, we could always get Devin back on and two, uh, we should contact James. Do you remember the guy in Midtown who had yeah. like the mm-hmm. ghost? That would be really cool to check in and like see how things are going. Yeah, I've, uh, I agree. Um, yeah, I um, I kind of agree with you guys. Like I'm getting to a point where the needle necessarily isn't moving. I'm sure eventually we'll have something on that like kind of like the doppelganger episode. It just kind of either blows us away or just freaks us out so much that quote unquote the needle does move. Mm-hmm. Um I really enjoyed her accent. I forgot how much I love a Texas accent. And just being in Atlanta, I just don't really hear accents that much anymore. Uh, so it, that was kind of fun. But um, yeah, her 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 story definitely scared me. It, again, it always scares me when people are like super calm and chill about their stories and their stories are horrifying. Like for some reason that in and of itself always scares me a little bit. But yeah, it was cool. I hope I don't have nightmares about this bird creature, but I do want to see the tattoo. So hopefully she can get that to us. Yeah. But um, yeah, very cool. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you for checking out another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. We're so excited of all the work our fans are doing. We've seen your post. Uh, somebody tagged us in something on Instagram this week. Just, it's very cool. And I know a lot of you guys are finding us on Spotify right now. So shout out to all our new fans checking us out on spotify we definitely appreciate you guys and spread the word you know let all your friends know about this podcast um we don't you know we don't make any money or anything off of this we do it because we love doing it and we love getting to interact with you guys and hear these fascinating stories we super appreciate all you guys Uh, with that i'm noah daniels i'm kat i'm jj Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. 
And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.